Hi friends, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Angela Fiard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe and we're here every Thursday talking to you about business, entrepreneurship, life, work, everything in between. And you can always reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. On Instagram and Facebook, we're Heart and Hustle Podcast. Twitter, we are Heart Hustle Pod. And you can use the hashtag Boss So Hard to show us what you are up to so we can follow along in your work adventures, life adventures, all of it. We would love to see what you're up to. Yeah, it's officially summer. Summer solstice was Monday, Sunday, Monday. It's kind of a weird hour of time that it actually starts. So you uh, summer people that we talked about last week, I sure are probably living your best lives, sweating and staying hydrated. So good for you. (laughs) The sun is out for 800 years every day. And it's, I think it's so extreme to me now because like I actually went through like a proper winter and now I'm just like, whoa, this is like wild. I should be like used to it because, you know, like it's, that's you know, what it's So like what time does the sun set? Because I always forget, it sets, it stays up longer the further south you go, right? Is that how that works? I the closer you are to the equator, the longer the sun? Or is it the closer you are to north? Scientist, let yeah, me know. I feel so what like, time does the sun set normally now? So for, you? for us, it's been setting like eight. 45 okay. yeah it sets so early here it's like 8 30 and i feel like that's different because i feel like as yeah. a kid it would be nine o'clock in the summer and the sun would mm-hmm. be still in the sky. yeah that's what it's like right but now by nine like... o'clock and yes you know monday was the longest amount of sunlight you've had in the sky by nine o'clock it was completely pitch black no here. no it's definitely not but i never because we haven't road trip in a while and I always forget like where we go which way when we're driving we're like it's still sunlight like we're beating the sun you know what I mean like you're beating the sun like you're like trying to beat yeah. the sun from going down uh so scientists and people who are smarter than I am that mean it's know. wild because it's like you know of course like you know in winter it was like the sun would set here at like four or five in the afternoon and now it's definitely setting at like nine um so it's like it's just weird and you know I'm trying to get like I would love to get to bed at a decent time I've been telling myself like you should go to bed earlier and that way you can wake up earlier but it's like hard because the sun is there so I'm like what am I like it takes me a while after the sun sets to like get into night mode you know so I'm like I can't go to bed at like 10 30 if the sun sets at nine (laughs) like that's not gonna work for me but it's up again at like you know before 6 a.m um, and I've been wanting to like do like 6 a.m. W- wake ups to like work out when no one's in the gym um, because these people are all in the gym without masks on. So which I know is like fine is the new way or whatever, but I'm not trusting anything. So I'm like, I'm not trying to breathe the same air as everybody. I want to go in, like clean the air and then do my workout with nobody <laughs> there. <laughs> I went at like uh, 8 p.m. yesterday and I was there for 30 minutes before I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. Like too many people, too many people all over the place. So yeah, the sun is, it's, she's out. She is out all the time now. She is really out. It's here. her time just to shine. It's her, her season. And I'm proud of her for doing that. I'm very upset that we she continues to because... burn people, but may she continue to thrive in the places that need the sunlight. Yes. And please make sure you're wearing sunscreen, but also make sure that you're going outside because if you don't get like vitamin D, you'll get really depressed. Yeah. And I know if from you experience- are. So please get some vitamin D. A melanated person. We've we got black girl sunscreen. It works perfectly. Yes. It literally leaves no streaks. It, it is exactly as it says it is. It is a nice experience. It works perfectly. On and skin. remember that like something that 
something that like, you know, because they say like, oh, you need like 20 minutes in the sun. But that's for people that are white. And so a lot of studies in general to do with health are done on white individuals and are not done on any sort of people of color. So the amount of time you might need in the sunlight to get your you know, proper fix of vitamin D is going to vary depending on how much melanin you have. So just keep that aware. It's like the amount of time that John needs to be on the sun versus me is different times. Very, very yeah. different and times. And stay hydrated, please. So... Drink water. If you can drink water, drink things that have electrolytes in them because with our increased Eat exposure food. to the sun, we are becoming dehydrated quicker. So just remember to replenish your nutrients as soon as possible if you are outdoors. Yes. So we asked for some listener questions online and y'all submitted some and we are going to answer them before we get into our topic today. So our first listener question is, what podcasts are you listening to? Um, So I'll pull up my Spotify because I never remember the name of anything. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So I started, I've been listening to like when I can, um, just like podcasts that are more about like mental health lately. Um, because basically like one trip to the therapist's office a week, virtual office is not enough for me. So I'm like, <laughs> anything I can get, no. anything I can get. I've literally started to think about like going twice or even going to two, two different therapists. I know that sounds bananas, but I'm just like, I want the honestly, Chris Rock exposure to therapy, like the yes, seven day like, a week. Truly, someone please pay for me to have that. I'm at a point where, like, we're doing okay financially right now. And honestly, like, that's what I want to spend my money on is getting my mind right, especially after, like, the depression I dealt with over winter. I'm just like, I never want to go through that again. So I've just been trying to sort, like, out all my issues. So anybody that has any recommendations on any um, ones like that I'd love to listen to, but I've been listening to My Emotional Armor, um, and it's specifically about people that have parents that are difficult and that might be uh, narcissists. And I know a lot of people hear like the term narcissist, and they think that that means like you're looking in the mirror, like look at me, look at me, and that's not. They think what of Gaston actual, immediately. Yeah, like that's not what an actual narcissist is. And this one, I think, is specifically for people that their parents are, like, covert narcissists. So it's going to be different than, like, your typical narcissist anyways. So, yeah, that's something that I have been dealing with. And learning, like, you know, the thing is you can't change, like, all the people in your life, right? So you have to decide, like, who's going to be in your life, stay in your life, who's not, based on, like, their level of toxicity or whatever. And then you have to decide, like, how you're going to deal with them. Because you can't just, like, react badly even if people keep throwing kind of crap your way you know you have to learn how to respond in a way that is going to keep you mentally well um so that's really what I've been focused on is like I do think I know the things that are wrong with me right and I've been working on those things but I can't work on things for other people you know what I mean like I have to just accept people as they are and again some people might be uh so bad in your life that you just don't even want them in your life which I do have a parent that falls under that um but my other parent doesn't fall under that um so it's learning how to uh deal with with that relationship um and other relationships in my life too um so yeah so that's kind of what I've been doing is like what can I like my my main therapy is like for me for the most part and then like I've been using podcasts to kind of learn about other types of personalities and how to better deal with those personalities without, uh, you know, going off the rails, so to speak. Um, 
I've also, there's a new podcast. So like, again, very new to it. I've only listened to like two episodes, but it's called Girls Off the Rails. And um, it's about basically like these two girls that they're like super woke and they're, you know, anti-capitalist and all this stuff, but then they also like theme parks and kind of how like those things don't exactly go together (laughs) and they realize that. And so how they kind of like wrap their minds around it because they're like, Disney's our happy place where we feel better and it helps, you know, us emotionally, but at the same time, like, you know, down with the man and all that stuff. So it's just a very interesting take because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. And I mean, it is the truth that like, you know, obviously Disney's a big corporation. Nobody but Abigail Disney. She's the only one. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it is like a very, it's, it's a very like true thing. And like, I am the same way. Like I, I agree with these girls on a lot of stuff. I'm extremely liberal, like, and not like in the Democrat sense, because I'm much more liberal than that. Um, And so, yeah, it's kind of like, but then you like have this thing that makes you feel so good in a world where a lot of times it's difficult to find something that makes you feel happy and safe and whatever. So it was just really interesting, the concept of this podcast. And so I've only listened to the first two episodes. They were good so far. Um, So I'm definitely going to continue listening to it. And then um, I've been listening to The Nerds Are Typing, uh, which is an Enneagram podcast and uh, Myers-Briggs personality type. And I may have mentioned on here before, I can't remember, but basically it's two women of color and they are talking about Enneagrams and just kind of like everything to do with that world, tying it into different characters and like figuring out what they think their Enneagram types are and all that. So if you know your Enneagram type, I'm a type nine, I believe, from everything that I've read. Um, and you have like your main type and then you have like a wing type. And I think my wing type is a one, um, which is like the least fun out of all of the types, but (laughs) it is what it is. Um, so yeah, so those, I really love anything to do with personality and all that. Again, I studied like psych and business in school. So like before I dropped out and became an entrepreneur. Um, so I always find anything to do with psychology super interesting. So, and then besides that, I've honestly just been listening to anything to do with Marvel. So like there's a Marvel stuff podcast. There's like an inside Marvel Loki after show. Like I've just been listening to that stuff because I love Marvel and any, anyone that's going to talk about like just a teeny tiny, like a three second thing that happened in the Loki show and what they think that could mean. Like I could listen to somebody talk about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it and I haven't watched this today, so you know, I'm not going too much, but like the, the, the theory about the quantum realms are very interesting to me. Um, Mm -hmm. because the show definitely requires you to pay attention. It's not one of those shows you can watch with your phone where you could probably with some of the other ones like Falcon and whoever, (laughs) Bucky, the one soldier, uh, you could kind of watch it with your phone on and and kind of pay attention. But Loki, you literally will miss something. That's a very important detail that wraps this all back into uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and that universe. So I just feel like you have to kind of... Oh, and it's it's preparing for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as well. And for Spider-Man too. There's like so many many layers. And I I love that stuff. I listen to mainly like the new rock stars and they do podcasts and they also do like YouTube videos and stuff. So I literally am watching like at least a 30 minute video by them every day. Like it's so bad. Um, I actually bought, (laughs) I ordered like a new piece of exercise I don't even know like what it's called I'll I'll share it on social media so you can see what it does but basically I ordered it because it's like you do it for 25 minutes and you don't have to like 
think much about it. And I was like, this will be perfect for when I'm watching all of my Marvel things that I'm like spending all my time watching lately. So yeah, I'm pretty obsessed. I would have a Marvel podcast, but I just don't know what angle it would be on. So yeah. So um, what I'm not listening to, but I will be listening to because let's be real, I haven't had time to really listen to podcast lately but i have like a bunch of my friends have been launching new shows and other people that i've been interested in so um the first one is the gym club which is by um ali and her husband of the wonder the wonder gym that is not the name the wonder jam (laughs) (laughs) as we had gm club yeah the gym okay um okay i just found it which we've had them on the podcast before we had ali on um but they recently we talked about a little bit earlier about how they switch their business up and like split their business into like four or five different businesses so they have agency like they have a photography studio they have a website agency that works for this type of people they have a marketing agency that does this um and so they talked about how they split that up and hire different people and they do different things and that's very similar to kind of some stuff that we're doing and so um it's very and, and their lab the wonder jam podcast is still a good podcast to go back and listen to if you need to intro because that still is out there obviously it's older but the gym club is more targeted and newer and it kind of talks about their more of their experience and some of the people their clients they're working with so let's just talk about how i'm sold on the typography alone yeah so i when she released the cover i was like ali this is the best podcast cover i've seen released in like years never have i seen anything that looks this good it's just mainly that strong type headline Mm -hmm. obviously the illustration that she gotten more into illustrating now she's doing a lot of illustration work in procreate and she's been very transparent about that process and that stuff because illustrating when you are because she was a little bit of an illustrator but it's hard when you focus on like it's not easy as a designer she's also a photographer so like i just understand her mentality yeah i love that she shared like you know she has trouble doing faces and stuff and she like shared that and she shared the process of like what she's been doing and i love that like one of the faces she made like it didn't look great, which was like so refreshing to see because I think that a lot of times people only share like their I best work. I would think work. that you I love that she shares the know how to become an illustrator because to me that's what it yeah. seems like. It's like yeah. you become a letterer and an but illustrator. But people are right. only showing like their best work, and I love that she shares the journey and like again everything she does, even when it quote unquote wouldn't look perfect or wouldn't look the best whatever it still looks amazing but it's just like it's so you nice can see to the flaws see, like, and all and she also yes, like talks about I the love flaws that. and what she's learning and focusing on like you said like the faces and that type of stuff so yeah it's been an interesting journey uh, i'll put a link to her instagram and obviously all these podcasts in the show notes but that's one that happens to last week maybe last week when do we have the other alley on a couple weeks ago, we had Allie on. Three weeks, Three yeah. weeks ago, we had the other Allie on. And um, she's producing a podcast by Chrissy Torinos called The Open Source Economist. And so I will definitely plug that again if you didn't listen to that episode because it's a really in-deep dive on the open source market and what it means to make money in open source community. You know what I mean? So, And Chrissy, like we, Allie talked about before, is probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in being so young and, and, and advanced and really deep does deep dives into like how money works and how to make money and that's something that typically most people in the open source community don't talk about or don't want to be upfront and transparent about and she you know helped start a company with somebody they sold it it was very successful and she's talked about her journey in depth about her work in the open source community and the wordpress community specifically so this is a really uh good podcast because christy's just a smart person she's picks smart people to talk to and she's very uh, selective on what she does she's not 
So I feel like in open source communities, sometimes people have podcasts and they're like, I'm going to just pick my friends because they're my friends, but they're probably not the best guests and they're probably not the best business people, but you have them on business podcasts. Whereas Christy's very like, I don't give a F about that whole thing. I'm just going to be smart about who I have on my podcast. So that is something that I definitely think people should listen to, especially if you're working in the open source space. Um, and then, so a long time ago, back pre you, but like right around the time that I had met you or met Melissa was through the Sunshine Bloggers thing that I had done with um, two people. And one of them was my Lynn. And so she started a podcast with her friend called We All Good. And it's literally just them shooting the crap like two girls talking about whatever. And it's really like, just like, hey, you're hanging out with your girlfriends. Um, but it's cute. Like they're funny, um, very lighthearted, like just nonsense. So it's a good like podcast to just hear like other people's opinions on random things. It's just rambling, but it's not, it's like, it's a cute and it's well done. It's produced pretty well considering the fact that neither one of them are. Okay, but like, can we start Sunshine Bloggers again? <laughs> because that was the whole thing is like, I found Sunshine Bloggers and I was like, look, I'm going to make friends. The three, and then I reached like, out to you people. and you were like, you were like, it's not a thing anymore. But like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, so the person who started it, she moved and then it was just. Okay, but can I email her and ask her if I can be in charge? Uh, I don't even know who owns the domain anymore. I don't even know how to get in touch with her anymore. I don't even know what, where she moved to, like what happened after she moved. But she, uh, Mylin, and then someone else, and I don't even want to, I don't want to bring her into it because I don't even know if she's a blogger or not. She's like a real job. She just moved back to Florida recently, but she had moved hmm. up to chicago and lived in chicago and she just recently moved back here and so my lynn also had just recently moved back and she's about a house in st pete that she's renovating uh and you can see that on instagram so she talks about that on the podcast too so it's just like and that's very interesting but it's like funny because like none of us really blog anymore. i'd say like i haven't blogged a so i don't know why i'm so into there are- i, I want to start sunshine creators that would be, be cute. Yeah, because there definitely are, like, Orlando Bloggers is ran by... Yeah, because I know Orlando Bloggers has a thing. thing um, and, but, like, the thing is, is that Florida, and this is, like, something that I've learned up here, is, like, sometimes it's worth it to go to the next city over to connect to people. And I think that, like, in a lot of Florida spaces, it's like, oh, well, we're only Orlando, or we're only Tampa, or whatever. And, like, first of all, y'all are down yeah. from each other. Like, that's what Central Florida Lady Bloggers was for, really, because that... I don't know if it started at the same time as Sunshine Blogger, but it was around the same time. And I don't like that either thing. because I have no interest in like only being Exactly. Ladies. That was also like, so. it was limiting because it was gender specific, but also it died. Like like most things yeah. on the internet, it, they died because Beth sold, you know, her. And I feel network, like there's so much, like I, I am trying to get back into blogging and like get back into that discipline again. But I also think that there's a lot to be learned from, different types of creators that don't do that. Like, for example, like we had your friend Joshua on the podcast and like, he has been such a resource for me through, um, you know, the nonprofit. And like, I would have never met him had it not been for you. And like, we have this space where we get to like bring in people and meet new people, but I would like to see more of that and not be so, cause that's the thing is I think a lot of times it's industry specific. So like, I haven't gone to like tech nights with you and Dave because I'm like, Oh, like I'm not that like great. You could have come to right like, night when it was a thing. And I should like, I, yeah, <laughs> I should have come to more things, but that's the thing is like, I'd always be like, Oh, this is such a specific thing. And like, I, you know, I'm not going to go to that thing or whatever. And I think that it'd be nice to have a few more like general places 
for people to get together and network, that sort of thing. And I like Rising Tide Society as well, but at least in Florida, Rising Tide is mostly wedding vendors. I don't know why that's happened the way it has, because it's not necessarily supposed to be just wedding vendors. But there's but- not even like really events in the ones that we went to. Like we went to the one like night even yeah. like meetup. Like you went to an official like meetup, but we went to like a hangout, a coffee thing where yes. all of us went. And it was like it was okay. But in it Orlando, like- it's very like that one, that sort of group, that group is not super active. The Miami and Fort Lauderdale ones and South Florida are great. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But the ones in Orlando are not great. And the leader of the one from Orlando um, is kind of racist. So I have gotten into it with her on Facebook about a post about plantations and she was trying to come for me and it was just like not necessary. I made a friend in the process, a girl who uh, works in Tampa and like she and I like had to kind of like come in and we're just trying to like, we weren't even like fighting. We were just saying like, well, you know, if you do have a wedding at a plantation, like you can probably expect your black friends to not come or not be comfortable. And it was like, not her, not this girl's page or whatever. And she was so mad that we felt that way um, and fought with us. So it's like, now I don't even want to go to that group. So yeah, needless to say, that'll be something I'm working on. Sorry to derail your point. No, I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, somebody like asked the same thing about the tech community because it's really not even so they dev specific, but I know there is a developers group, but I don't think anybody's doing any in-person events right now. So I think there is now a need for kind of a general like you said, like a creator's group. I have heard that the skate gang in Orlando is pretty dope. And as somebody who wants to get into roller skating, that's hopeful because... Yes, I actually can put you in touch with one of those people because she dates my... Or she dated my friend and they're like cool back, back so i've day. heard good things um, about the skate yeah. gang which i've heard good things about every city skate gang i've never heard like one bad thing yes. about anybody's city skate gang it was like bring your skates and then come and, and come skate with us and so i've heard that the skating everybody. situation in dc is like hardcore and they actually do like roller derby and stuff up here like they've been doing that for a long time it's been really big up here so yeah, definitely, definitely into that here. I still need to get skates and just like skate in the hallway because it's been so long since I've done these. Skates. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how bad I am at it. But that is another <laughs> podcast for another day to move on. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been hoping to listen to. There's definitely some other podcasts, but they're so they're not from people I really know. And so yeah, I'm not going to so talk wanna, about them here mm-hmm. until I actually give them a chance. And then I'll come back in the fall and let you guys know how they, they go. So the next question is, what are you reading? Um, And I'm currently reading the book Legendborn by Tracy Dion. It is really, really good. Um, I recently finished The Gilded Ones, and I posted about that on Instagram. So if you go to my latest post, you will see how I felt about that book. But yeah, I've been just reading stuff with um, strong um, women Black leads. Um, And I've been trying to buy books that have like Black women just featured right there on the cover, like just a very clear what it's about, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's, I've been in, very into like fantasy that is led by black women lately. I'm nothing. <laughs> You're like nothing. <laughs> nothing, <girl. laughs> nothing. I'm still, still the same. I still have, did I talk about um, Bolu's book? Goodness, I have it somewhere in my thing. Anyway, I will, um, yeah, there's a book. Goodness, if I look it up, give me five and a half seconds. This is the worst podcast because I literally was just going to say nothing, but I did buy a book. I ha- I normally do not buy books. I'm not a person who buys books. 
but yeah, I I, I went to oh, Busboys okay. and Poets and spent eighty seven dollars. I bought Loving Col- Color by Bolu ba- ba- Babalola um, because I follow her on Twitter and I think she's a riot and she has the same new girl opinions that I have. And I was like, she wrote a book. I'll buy it. And it's a really beautiful cover. And it's about love stories um, just based uh, in Igbo and that type of thing. So I haven't read it yet, but it's very pretty and I own it. And I haven't bought a book in a long time. So when I read it, I'll yeah. let you guys know. <laughs> I I have not read as much this year as it's it's been it's been a year, you know? <laughs> like, I haven't read it. I'm not even mad about it. I don't even like it's it yeah. is what it is. I I've, I think I'm doing more reading than last year, so like that's yeah. good. I um, rented Taste by Isabel but... Wilkerson, and I was like, I'm gonna read it, and I did not read it because it was it. Yeah, I was like, Nah, I'm alright. I'm just gonna wait until maybe the fall. Maybe the fall is a good time to read it. I do think that like in fall, I'm gonna read a lot more, um, so that will be good. And I'm starting to share more again about what I read, which always keeps me motivated to read. And you know, like I said, I went to a bookshop the other day I went to busboys and poets and like spent a whole bunch of money and that just I, I did not need to buy any more books there's plenty of books here that I have not read but sometimes you just need a new book to get excited so yeah I like I just wanted to read stuff that is like fun and not um like too serious and that sort of thing so you know finding those books sometimes that like are for black people by black people with black leads that are fun and for our age group or whatever, it can be a challenge sometimes. Uh, there's definitely a lot more than there used to be, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to read books that are like about the struggle because like I'm experiencing the struggle, like we're living through the struggle, like, yeah. So what they did to Juneteenth, which we'll get into later. So I'm like, yeah, I, I just want, fun, happy books. So that's what I'm reading right now. Totally open to suggestions for more. Um, so the next question is, what is the most important thing to do if you want to start a podcast? And I would say be, oh, this is hard. Just one thing that's like the most important. I would say have a topic that you can be flexible with and have longevity with. Um, something that you really truly do know about so you can talk about it for a long time and keep it interesting Um, because if you have a topic that's going to kind of run out you know after three or four months then you know you're not gonna have any luck with that and I'd also say like have a schedule that makes sense because if people keep checking back for your podcast at a certain time and it's like never there and you're like oh yeah like we post every Monday and you don't post every Monday at a certain point they're going to move on to things that are more consistent um so just it doesn't mean that you have to post every week but just be clear about when you're going to be posting yeah um I would love to say don't (laughs) to be frank because it's not easy uh there's like I just shared on Twitter probably my last retweet about the stats of like only like 1% of podcasts go past 21 episodes. That just to give you an idea of how ridiculous podcasting is as an industry. Like you are unicorn podcasts if you have more than like 21 episodes, which is silly. That's wild. Silly to me. What do we have like 174? 176. And this is, I think it's 177. Wow. So... That being said, like the, the bar being as low as it is, uh, if you choose to do so, like Corinne said, have a, a, a something that you feel like you can talk about. And there's nothing wrong with pivoting, but pivot quickly. 
if you're going to continue to do it, be consistent, like you said. Uh, do focus on quality over quantity. So have really good episodes to start. And then maybe if you want to build up a ramp up. So if you do two a month, that's better than doing four a month that are garbage. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you really want to target your market and then market. You have to market your podcast in 2021. You can't just drop a podcast and be like, everyone's going to listen. Well, guess what? There's a million other shows to listen to that's talking about probably the same thing that you're talking about. Find your audience, reach out to them. And it, your audience like mostly like your business most of the time. It's not your friends and family. As much as people love you, they don't want to hear you talk for two hours about Star Wars. Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to go out and find those people in that community and, like, market to them. So definitely do those steps and be consistent. And then you'll start to see some traction. But it is slow. Like, I will say because the market's so saturated. And even people who I know have really large followings have started podcasts. And their numbers aren't as good as, like, when we started. And we had nobody following us. So it's just, like, it does, A, it's a barrel and a bass. Like, you never know what's going to happen. And so be ready for that as well like you could have a show that comes out the first episode and it's a hit and then you get like ad deals and whatever the first episode you just don't know i feel like it's like blogging and being an influencer like some things hit some things don't you can't predict what's you you can try to create virality on the internet and you can't be successful if you use a certain formula for sure but that's very difficult to do a podcast so mm-hmm. yeah okay so what is the best time of year to start a business um, this is a really interesting question. I would say that if you have funding, you have your brand sorted out, you have everything prepped and you're ready to go, I wouldn't wait. I would go ahead and start, you know, if you if you if you have everything in line, like everything, everything. But if not, um, the best time, I don't know, like it really depends on what the business is and like where you live like there's a you know what I mean because it's like if you're selling bathing suits then like probably winter isn't the best time to start um so yeah you have to kind of like think about those things but I would say like I don't know this is hard what do you think (laughs) um I I, yeah like I said like look at your industry a find traction find what other people in your industry are doing find out actually it's probably the better the place where you're starting a business let's be real there are definitely places that are a little bit easier barrier to entry to start a business in other cities and other states might be more expensive uh understand your overhead costs and how long it's going to take to ramp up and what you actually want to do and then what type of business it is like you said like if you're a farm or something that's more physical in person that type of thing you have to think about seasons and that type of thing so really it just depends on your industry and it depends on you as a person like if you live in an area where you get seasonal depression in the winter Starting a business in the winter probably is not best for you. So that like, really, I think it's more about where you are than what time of year it is, how, where you are mentally, physically, both things. And then also like what your industry norm is. I will say if you do own a business that may be like a Christmassy thing, now is the time to start the business, but then you start marketing, you know what I mean? Like to start marketing for the holidays, that type of thing, get ready for the fall to come out. So you can be like, yo, I make Christmas cookies. Gingerbread's my thing. So November, December is going to be my months, but I'm starting my business today so that I can perfect my system. So when November and December launch, like everybody's ready, they're hype, they're ready to go. Um, yeah. And just take advantage of different markets. I saw that like salt and straws coming to Disney Springs. I just use this as a sample. Because for people who don't care and don't know, 
uh, <laughs> Ample Hills Creamery, which is an ice cream shop, was coming to Disney Springs, which was a, a big deal. And they had carved out a space. And because of the pandemic, they could not make that, that space work. Salt and Straw is obviously a very popular ice cream brand, very similar in West Coast, very known and trendy. And so for them to be able to take advantage of that spot, you know what I mean? So it's just timing. It's like really like looking at the industry that you're in, being open and then striking when the iron is hot. So you have to be really open and, and make sure you have good PR, depending on what type of business you are. You really want to be out in media outlets and depending on what you do, if you're, especially if you're opening a brick and mortar in a small neighborhood, you need these bloggers to come out and talk about you. You need influencers to talk about you. You want to try to get local press, like your newspaper, that type of thing. If you're starting a service-based business, you need to be on social, you need to be accessible, you need to get people following, you need to get people to understand your story before you open up the shop. And that's one of the things that we kind of had, you know, we already existed on the internet as people, and I say influencers, people on the internet. Um, and so for us to be like, we're opening these stores, especially for you specifically, because your shop was so brand new to your audience people mm-hmm. understood enough about you and you were very ex- you explained it well enough in the beginning that when you were officially quote unquote open for business it didn't matter what time of year it was it just mattered that you explained it well enough where people were like okay yeah i can jump in on this and get on board of what she's doing and i will say that like kind of like what you said like be prepared before Christmas. Like, I'm really glad that I opened like well before Christmas so that I could have, uh, you know, time to prepare because that is a busy time of the year if you have products. Um, so kind of knowing when your business is in season, for example, if you are a wedding photographer, like, you know, and again, you, you, if you're just starting out, you might not have a lot of business at the beginning. So when I started wedding photography, it wouldn't have really mattered when I started. I could have started right in wedding season. I would have been booked every single day, right? It took me a while to like work up to that. But uh, with candles, it was so much faster, like you said, because I already had an audience and had people that, you know, were pretty much just ready and willing to buy. So I sold out really fast. I definitely could have had a uh, even more successful um, holiday, but I literally like ran out of supplies <laughs> because, you know, I wasn't planning on it going as well as it did. So now going forward into this holiday, I'm like, oh, we going to be like, we going to have all the supplies. Like, you know, I'm, I'm making way more than I made last time. Um, because now I have a little bit better idea of, you know, what it's going to look like, but I, st- I met my sales goals. So like, who cares, you know, like that was great. Um, and I gave myself, uh, two weeks off because it was like a really, it was 2020. Um, so, and I might try to give my, I think, I, I don't know if I need two weeks off in December. Well, no, I might, I might do that. I might do a week off um, instead because it is just such a good time to sell. So yeah, just keep all that stuff in mind um, and just, you know, be aware of like your industry and like what's going to work best for you. But I would say if you can get started before you're like prime time, for your industry, do that because it's, it's, you know, you don't, I'm so glad that like, I can't even imagine what would happen if I was like, it's November 1st and I'm launching, like it would have been a disaster. Um, I would have not known what, what was going on. So yeah, make sure that you give yourself like a little time. I launched like, um, uh, like a, just a regular line before launching a fall line and then a Christmas line. And so that regular line really taught me Um, just all the little ins and outs of, you know, running a product-based business. And for me, honestly, the hardest part is shipping. Like, I never thought that that would be like a part that would be like, oh my gosh, this is so much, but it really is. 
I'm just like, good God, like shipping is a whole beast. That would, I never thought that'd be like the first thing that I'd pay somebody else to do, but I do now think that'd be the first thing I'd be like, who wants to come and just ship these things? Cause it's a lot. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about Juneteenth rainbow washing and how to properly align your morals with your business. Cause we are seeing a lot of this going on and it is a big mess. So we just want to address it. So Getting into it, we're going to talk about rainbow washing first. It is Pride Month. Um, You know, I know a lot of our listeners are either queer or they are, you know, allied to the LGBTQIA community. Um, And so if you are like our age, you've seen rainbow washing like start to happen. If you are like 25, you probably don't even remember a time before rainbow washing because it's like so prevalent everywhere. Um, So what rainbow washing is, is when certain businesses, often large corporations, will create rainbow themed merchandise, um, but only to get, you know, essentially what is an oppressed group of people to spend their hard-earned money um, while not even actually supporting the values or, you know, equality of, you know, the LGBTQIA community. Um, So they're really just creating a product because they know, oh, it's Pride Month. I can make some extra money here. And so I'm going to, you know, create this stuff without really giving thought to, you know, what it means, what Pride actually is about. Because, you know, Pride, the first Pride was a riot, you know. And so if you don't know your history on that, please look it up. Please understand, like, what Pride is actually about. But Pride at the core, it it was a riot. And Pride is about continuing. It it is a celebration, but it's also about continuing to fight for those rights for equality, which, you know, people do not have. Like, yes, everybody can get married now, and that's great. But it's like trans people are so unprotected in you know, our country. And so there's still so many things to continue to work towards. Um, and so, yeah, we, we are celebrating how far we've come, but we're also like, there's a lot farther to go. And so that's what Pride's about. It's not about just wearing a rainbow shirt or buying rainbow merchandise, but these corporations see that they can make a buck. And so they're just like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, rainbow wash, put a whole bunch of rainbow merch in the front and just get people to come in and buy just because it's rainbows. I, yeah, I feel like it's more of a solid uh, Sailor Moon strategy. I don't even know. Like, I'm just so confused by the thought. There's actually a, like a BuzzFeed video. They're like, we're creators rate rainbow products that I watched the other day. And it was just like uh, rainbow Listerine was one thing that I was like, what oh, we, my. Why would we, who would we, and where would we? Uh, like, for what purpose? The, the, they do donate a portion of the proceeds to an, a charity or organization, but, like, you could do that without putting a rainbow on the bottle. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, and I just this don't. Year, like, yeah, this year, um, I want to say it was, like, I can't remember. If, okay. Walmart came out with a pride line. Yes, you told me about it. I, get, I can tell you where it's not. It's not here. Wait, <laughs> yep. I went to look for it, and it was like, oh, it's not here. They are not putting that in South the Southeast United States, dudes. And so it's like, if you, like, you have to think about, like, where you create, like, why are you creating it, you know? And it's just like, if you're not thinking about, you know, where pride came from and, you know, what pride is actually about, if you're not thinking those things when you go to create 
uh, these items. It's very clear. <laughs> and a lot of businesses just have no like business doing this at all. And yet literally like everywhere you go, June 1st, it's everywhere. And I think it's gotten to a point where like a lot of businesses feel like they need to post something on June 1st. Um, and I'm like, you don't always need to add to the conversation. Like, yeah. it's not always <laughs> your role. I saw a logo. I'm trying to remember what company it was. It was just an off the cuff. I was like at the website and I was like, well, it just caught me off guard that they had a rainbow logo. I was so confused because that is a very easy rainbow washing uh, excuse for social media companies and it, to do that for social media profiles is to change their avatars to rainbow. I don't know what that's supposed to do. I don't know what it means, but everyone does it. I wish they wouldn't. Like, it doesn't help uh i guess it's supposed to mean like it's okay to shop here it's okay to shop here because i have money like it's not because you know what my preference is as a human being because i know you don't care at the end of the day because a lot of these people uh take money or give money to organizations politicians who are uh very heavily enforcing these trans bills anti-trans bills that are out and about and all over the senate all over the united states right now so I definitely... Yeah, Walmart definitely changed their logo. Um, Tyson's Food changed their logo. Like, a lot of, like, techno random technology companies. Like, it's just very I mean, random. I, it's like... I, I And not even saying anything else, just, like, changing the logo. So what the problem is, is that on the other end, I definitely had a difficult conversation about a Pride post for a client very early on in, in the beginning. I think it was June 1st, whatever, because... They had a, uh, someone wrote and said it was against their, their values, da, 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 which bigotry gone bigots. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's going to, it is what it is. But because we had to have a conversation about it, it was already annoying to me. So I feel like I'm just so, so far on the other side of the spectrum where I'm like, I don't even know if it's good to have a rainbow logo because people in the, the Bible Belt are still out here like mm -hmm. offended by it. You know what I mean? Like by that, which that wasn't even it. It wasn't even, it was a post, like a standalone thing. Um, but that is also another issue where it's like, I don't, if saying that happy pride from yourself as an organization is so negative to you, where it affects you feel like your donors or your clientele, your bottom line, where you're like, I'm just doing it to do it because I don't want to be called out for not mm -hmm. doing it, then don't do it because you don't literally do don't believe in the message. Like you're just doing it. So you know what I mean? You're just checking a box and you genuinely don't care. And I wish you would just not do it because I'm not going to advise people from my business sake to do something that they don't feel comfortable doing. But also I probably won't work with you. You know what I mean? Like I just like, it yeah. not, it's just like, well, thank you for letting me know this was so much of an issue for you. Um, let's just not do it. And then let's just not do business anymore. Cause I have a very like, like the bars in hell. Like I just don't, I have a very thin. So yeah, it's just, it's very interesting to see on both sides of how many people are still fighting from a business standpoint to say that they, are supporting or celebrating Pride Month in whichever way you feel like the best way to do it. Definitely not random merch is probably not the best way, but donations speak more than words. But companies are still tip-tarting that edge, even though survey came out and it was like 79% of Americans believe in same-sex marriage. So it's just so strange to me that corporations are still holding on to such a small percentage of their base where they say it's the majority of their base. I'm like, but is it? Is it the and I also feel like the, the people at the head of these corporations it's the maybe have those same views, it's you know? That it's their view, but they're yeah. using the terminology of like, it's our base customer 
and we don't want to lose that base. But it's like, yeah, and they're hiding behind the customer because that's their bigoted view. That's not that. It's your view and you would like to keep it the same, but you're just using that as a scapegoat because your customer is not giving you millions of dollars just so you can continue to be a bigot. You know what I mean? Like that's just not yeah. reality of where we are in 2021 as a as a country right now. So in gay marriage has been legal federally from a federal standpoint now for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Like it's been long enough where it's not shocking to anyone when you see a couple who is of the same sex, queer, whatever. And even like now that people are learning now about the rest of the, the TI, you know, what a QIA yeah. is, that is becoming less of a shock to people because it's just becoming more open and mainstream. So I just, I don't understand the, the, the conversation about like the world's not ready for it yet. Like, I don't care if the world's ready for it. Cause yeah, the world is like, actually, get, yeah, get over that. Um, yeah, so the beginning of June, it's like there's obviously, you know, a lot of excitement around, you know, certain things that, you know, certain celebrations and things like that. But then there's also just kind of that dreaded like, oh, my gosh, like everywhere I go, it's going to be people that are like companies that are just like BSing and that are just like trying to get money. And it's like a clear cash grab. And I think that like some places are you know, doing worse with their merch over time. And there's some places that are great and that have been consistently supportive um, and that sort of thing. But it's just tiring because every year there's more and more companies that are doing nothing for the queer community and are, um, you know, adding more and more, you know, stuff to just try to get money. And so now if you uh, live at the intersection of being queer and black, like I do, you now get to experience that, for Juneteenth as well. So I'll let Angelica explain what Juneteenth is in case you haven't listened to the episode that we put out, was it last year? Um, which go back and listen to that episode for sure, but we're going to re-explain Juneteenth and what is happening now uh, in regards to uh, the sister to rainbow washing. So uh, in 1863, Abraham Lincoln was like, you know what, we should probably stop doing slavery. It's bad. Um, and decided to sign the Emancipation Proclamation, which was supposed to start January 1st. He only did that because it was like, he said, good for business. Yes, like exactly. it wasn't, it wasn't like he was trying to save he did not people. Care. But it was very yeah. much like, it's bad. According to the latest poll results, I should probably fix it. Uh, and then, you know, people started to not have enslaved people at towards the end of the civil rights, the civil war which was, didn't end until 1865, my dad. So those two years of the Civil War, most people still were enslaved. Um, but for some reason, America likes to think that it ended it with the Emancipation Proclamation, which it did not. But after the surrendering and the ending of the Civil War, uh, this general was like, we should probably tell Texas about this. Because... <laughs> It's, it's slavery is real and real effect in Texas. It's still going. So they got on their horses. They rode down to Texas and they're like, you people have been free for the past two years. And they were like, oh, word, this is great. We're going to celebrate it. And that was June 19th, 1865. Uh, it probably wasn't as joyous and great as history likes to write it because history was written by white people. I would love to read a black person's or enslaved person's thoughts around finding that out that they had could have been free for two years. I would love to know what their thought process is. But according to history, apparently everyone's so excited they decided to create the holiday and create it and make it a holiday and celebrate it mostly in Texas, specifically because that area knew more about it. And that's the way information was. It's not like people in 
Georgia immediately were like, oh, it's Juneteenth. We're going to celebrate it right now. It's not like people in North Carolina were like, oh, I heard about my friends in Texas getting free. We're all going to celebrate Juneteenth like the next year. 1866 wasn't like a big Juneteenth holiday. It's just it's a slow rollout. And it really didn't become more of a mainstream topic until the 90s. 1990s, not the 1890s, the 1990s. Uh, you know, they got the Juneteenth flag and became more of an official holiday in Texas. And then other states started to adopt it. And I believe at the, this time, I think 35 or 39 states currently uh, recognize Juneteenth as an actual holiday, uh, more so starting because of last year and because how terribly racist everyone found out everyone else was. They were like, oh, I thought we were racist on the low, low. Oh, no, we're outwardly racist we've been this whole time oh my bad mm-hmm. everyone else has found out let's fix it by celebrating juneteenth fast forward to another year um like oh last wednesday or tuesday or one day last week the federal government decided to make juneteenth an official federal holiday and thus far like white people got friday off <laughs> yes that's pretty much the the long of the short of it it is a different like People celebrate Juneteenth, and when I say celebrate, it's a very interesting word to use because a lot of people don't see it as a celebration. It's a very somber moment to reflect on the fact that people were enslaved and indentured servants for 400 plus years. Because it's not like even on Juneteenth, it wasn't like June 20th, everybody stopped being slaves. Like people were still enslaved people for many years after that. Like I don't understand why people also don't understand that. Uh, you know, the power and the history of slavery is so entangled into the start of this country and the history of this country that it's very difficult to break away from it in 2021, let alone in 1866, the year after Juneteenth started being a thing. So uh, apparently the um, corporations didn't know what to do, even though they had 365 days to prepare to do better than they did last year. And, uh, People like Food and Wine wrote a whole post about like grilled watermelon and how it's such a great thing to have on Juneteenth, which could not have been written by a person of color because I don't know a single black person who's ever put watermelon on the grill. No. I put it in their mouth. Uh, if that's your thing, go, and with fennel seeds on top of it, like it was with just a, fennel seeds. Yeah, there was fennel seeds, and like oh it was a random like beverage. I don't know. So the screenshot's still out there. You guys are free to, to Google it. It's still there. The IKEA in Atlanta apparently had fried chicken and watermelon served. Uh, allegedly, they're blaming oh. it on their employees. I'm not gonna that's say not. it. The black employees probably didn't do it. Let's be real. It probably happened. It doesn't matter who did it. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have been a thing. Ikea is based out of Sweden. I do not understand why they needed a Juneteenth celebration. That is a very odd and strange thing to do. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and some guy, when they were signing the proclamation, this white man was singing the Black National Anthem. If you look at this video... (laughs) Which pains me. Please feel free to do so. It is very much the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This week. This week specifically this week because let's be real it's just wednesday anything bad could happen uh it's terrible it's very uncomfortable it's very awkward it's very strange they cut the camera over to nancy pelosi girlfriend is singing because she remembered all the words from last year when she had to learn uh i don't understand the best way to celebrate juneteenth if you own a business is to take the day i i do i do agree with maybe taking the day off like very much like MLK Day of Service, make it a day of service if you 
need to, if you have Black employees, let them reflect and make a choice on what they want to do. But you can have an option to do a day of service. I think that's most important. A lot of people, like you had a whole conversation, somebody like was just hanging out by the pool. They're like, I'm off. That I don't know. I couldn't do that. Like if I had the day off as a person who was not affected by something that was so horrific to a whole group of people, I can't imagine being like barbecue on Friday. Where y'all at? Like, let's hang out. I would literally feel like garbage. Right. <laughs> I would feel like that's as if, you know, because of the, um, the concentration camps, so they were in California for some reason, if this was nationally recognized as a specific holiday to honor those people, those Asian Americans who were put through that after World War II, if we were able to have a holiday to honor that, I would get the day off. And then I would be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like go to the beach or something. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't do that. Like it's a weird thought process when you get time or I guess a holiday, holy day, which that's the two words for holiday. Specifically, that is to reflect on something that's a cause. So if you had to make a social post, obviously the best way to go to me was always educational. Explain mm-hmm. to your audience what Juneteenth is. Explain why you're celebrating, how you're celebrating in your corporation and what you will be doing moving forward as an organization to continue to interact with this community. You could also have said nothing. That's mm-hmm. fine too. But you did need to create specialized content based on what you feel culturally connects with Black people. Because there isn't a specific thing to do on Juneteenth. It's not a grilling day. For some people, it is. In Texas, it's a big parade day. Like, celebrations. Like, churches do celebrations. It's a big thing in mm-hmm. some other small southern states. But that's not like the... Like, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no set rules or regulations. So I don't understand how... People came up with watermelon content other than clearly racism. <laughs> like, yes. Right. Chicken content came from clearly racism and stereotyping. We could have just completely threw that in the trash. No one asked for it. Uh, that would be pretty much very much on par. I cannot part. imagine being a white person and even like saying the word watermelon on Juneteenth. Like, I did, like, why would you think that that's going to be anywhere I don't, close to appropriate? The thing is, like, it, it, nothing's wrong with the watermelon as a thing. It's just the stereotypical approach to, like, for some reason, associating Black people specifically with yeah. watermelon is a, such a strange process. And so, if, if you know that stereotype has been out there and it's harmful, it's like, why like, would you decide? choose that specifically to represent a holiday that is about slavery. (laughs) And I also think that like, there's a big difference between having this sort of business that is like a business where you can let black people onto your socials who like, you know, work in the company. At that time, yeah, you hire a consultant. They they can share from like, like if, if you have like a social that's like very, like you're very involved on like Instagram, like I would be like, okay, like, we're going to, you know, pay our black employees extra to put together something to explain, you know, honestly, like a a good example, and we're going to get into this in a second, but um, my brother did a takeover for Foot Locker and they hired him and they paid him well. And um, he did like a dive into pride and like what pride is about, 
who you can follow to learn information, where, like what organizations to support and stuff like that. Because they were like, we don't really know for sure. And we don't want to address this in the wrong way. So we're going to pay somebody who is more of an expert in this field and make sure that they're, and like, again, he was compensated very well. So I have to put Foot Locker on for that because they are not afraid to pay people for the slides that he did. I'm not saying that the work he did wasn't important, but I'm just saying like what he shared wasn't something that anybody who's not like any sort of like, close to being an activist wouldn't know, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like a ton of slides. It wasn't a ton of work and they paid them really well for it. So that's like a company putting their money where their mouth is and saying, we're going to share about pride, but we're going to do it in a way that makes sense. Um, so yeah, let's kind of get into that because I think that, you know, what do you do if you want to celebrate or honor something and you're like not actually a part of that community and you, you know, you might be a small business owner and you might be like, Oh, I really, you know, I want to do more. Like it's, it's I'm not doing it just because I'm trying to like make an extra buck or whatever, but I want to show that, you know, I care about these issues and whatever. I think the first thing is like looking at your own community um, and like, what can you do there? Because, and I'm not saying we're going to get into how to help all communities, but I'm just saying like, whatever it is that is central to you, if you don't care about that, then I'm not going to believe that you care about other things. Right. Um, so I have like a lot of friends that are Jewish and like, they will share information about, you know, like things that are going on in their community and then also show support for, uh, for Palestine, for Black Lives Matter, um, for, you know, different things going on in the queer community. And so because I know that they already like care about their own community, it shows me like that they care beyond that. And I think that there's a lot of white people that like don't connect to anything. Um, they might not know where their, you know, ancestors came from. And, you know, maybe like they grew up just like not really connecting to like a specific culture. And I completely get that. And I think that if that is the case for you, then look at your local community, right? Like if you live, you know, in Orlando, Florida, there's so many like just small businesses, parks, like there's a specific culture, like specific food culture. And so kind of look at those things and be like, well, how can I support, you know, the actual like community of Orlando? It doesn't have to be, I think everyone's like, oh, well, I'm not black and I'm not gay and I'm not Asian. So like, there's nothing I can connect with. It's like, no, there's always a, a community that you're a part of that you can still connect to and show support. And that allows us to see like what you're about and what your support looks like so that when we see it for other things, we know that it's actually genuine. Um, because if, you know, if you don't support your own community, then it's hard to like, it's hard to believe you're being genuine when you're supporting other things, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so, I can understand the nuances of being the conversations that often come up is like, if I support this thing, I have to support this thing in a sense, this thing. And then like, I totally understand that it sounds like a lot um but you're only him you can only support so many things a b you don't have to post about everything you do that's not what support means like you don't have to be screaming from the rooftops with a different flag for a different holiday you know what i mean like every time there's a new you thing, don't have to change your facebook please don't uh, put uh, the, the flag or whatever and eat watermelon on june 19th no. or you know january 21st or whatever in okay you know what i mean like you don't have to do any of that stuff please don't but what you can do is, like you said, educate yourself and get involved in those communities in the places that you can and figure out and teach other people. Be adamant about continuing to your education and sharing what you learn. 
because we never know anything and everything that happens in different communities, especially if we're not a part of it. There's so many things that we don't know historically that have happened that have harmed different people and affect them different ways. So it's nice to learn about why certain people have the sacred holidays or days that they take to reflect on certain things, why they do, and how you can reflect on it. And then what can you do as a person in that moment in time to be a part of the movement in a certain way or just to give space, honor space. And that could be just doing a social like takeover for your account and having people who, like you said, like what they Foot Locker did, uh, sharing on your stories, obviously, from people who are affected by these movements, these things, uh, and just sharing their stories so that they can be loud and proud and out about it. And you don't have to worry about writing a dissertation about, you know, the history of Pride Month. Like, you don't need to know all that, but you can share the voices and the thoughts and things from queer creators and businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be my recommendation if you're worried about, like, there's so much, I feel like there's more bad than good in the world and how can we uplift people who don't get enough uplifting or how can we celebrate honor people who are celebrating and honoring things in their community you're not a part of? Just sharing those stories and not worrying about knowing everything. But just knowing what you can, being honest about your ignorance up front. Like, hey, I didn't even know this was a holiday. I'm ignorant about it. How can I learn more? Uh, I thought it was this. What can I learn more? Obviously, you don't have to think about those people you can go. There's Google'sFree.com. But if someone's open to having a conversation with you, obviously honor them for their time and have a conversation. Pay them for their time. Obviously, that would be the best thing to do. And learn about it and do a one-on-one. Teach your children if you have kids about the things that you're learning as well. There's nothing, kids are never too learn, young to learn about things. Like all this conversation about like critical race theory, blah, 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 blah. Is, yes, kids need to know that people were bad people and yeah. the bad people may have looked like them. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Oh, well, that's something that you can't hide from because guess what? You're going to have a bunch of like 18 year olds all of a sudden going to college and be like, yep. I didn't know that racism was by white people the whole time. What? You know what I mean? Like, what does that, what sense does that make? That's a weird thing. Um, So definitely be open, honest and share and teach the younger people in your life as soon as possible so that they can be better than you were because you're better than your parents were and the generations before them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that if you decide that you want to align yourself with the community, that you're supporting that community, you know, year round and you're speaking on things that are happening all the time and not just when there's a holiday that you might make money. Um, I think a great example of like my thoughts on it is like for the podcast, obviously we have white people on the podcast and it's really important to me to make sure that these people are, um, you know, inclusive and kind to all, uh, minority groups, like everyone. Right. And so for me, one of the first things I do if somebody reaches out to us to be on the podcast or has their team reach out to us is I'll look through their socials and I'll see what did they post, um, when it came to black lives matter and like, what is their stance on that? And are they continuing to be up with it? Now, if they posted about Juneteenth, I I don't care either way. I'm I'm not going to be impressed to be quite honest. That's not what I'm looking for. And honestly, like nine times out of 10, I'd probably be like, yeah, maybe it's better if they didn't almost. Uh, Because I think it's really hard to post about, unless you're just resharing something uh, from like a black activist or a black person that you know, I think it's going to be hard for a white person to speak on that and make it sound the way it needs to sound, right? Unless maybe you have like a full like PR team or whatever. Um, so it's like, I don't necessarily need to hear from you about that. But what I do need to hear from you, if you're a white person, is you addressing 
that, you know, police brutality exists and systematic racism exists and all these terrible things and addressing that with your community of white people to say, hey, we need to stand up um, or or just of non-black people as well. We, we need to stand up and we need to make sure that we're doing the work to not have these things happen. So if you say that you're an ally to black, you know, to black people, um, it's going to be hard for me to believe that if you've posted you know, happy Juneteenth, but you haven't posted anything about police brutality. So just kind of keep that in mind that it's like the the things that we face are year round. Um, and that goes for, you know, every community. Like if you, you know, are like happy pride and, you know, you haven't said anything all year about anybody who is in the LGBTQIA community, then do you really care about pride? Or are you just trying to sell, you know, a product that has a rainbow on it? Like it comes across very clear when you don't support that community year round and you're only showing support when it's the time to show support. And I think that people like underestimate like how it's totally okay. Like if you do want to like share something, you can just share something that is simple. That's like, you know, hey, to those who are celebrating Eid today, I hope you enjoy your celebration with the people in your lives. Keep it simple. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to post a whole bunch of stuff about it, blah, 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 blah. But again, there's a difference if you're then trying to sell to that demographic. And I think that's, I think a a lot of white people get in their feelings and they're like, oh, well, I'm just trying to like be nice to everybody. But it's like, that's fine. Like no one's telling you to not say, you know, happy this or enjoy your day with that. No one's saying that. But if you're trying to sell me like, watermelon because it's Juneteenth or like a watermelon phone case or a, you know, like using the Juneteenth colors to create, you know, a backpack or whatever it is that you're trying to do to sell me stuff, um, then you're going to need to support black people all year round. And you also need to ask yourself, like, do I need to be the person creating this thing? Right? Like, is there another person who sells stuff in my community that might be a better fit for creating this particular thing. If you're the only person who sells what you sell in the area, then yeah, maybe it could be beneficial for you to be inclusive and and add that thing. But if there's another, um, you know, nearby business that sells something similar and they could address it and they're from that community, then sometimes it's best for them to do that and you to support them and show like, hey, you know, if you're celebrating this or if you're observing this holiday, head on over to blah, 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 because they're, you know, selling that thing. Um, So just something to keep in mind, because it's like, it it really, it's clear (laughs) when you're just trying to make a buck from it and you're not actually like caring. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I think it was... (laughs) Jack A, who said, if you are trying to do a mattress sale on Juneteenth, please don't try to sell us cotton. We already picked it. Like, that's not a thing. That's what I, that's what we're talking about. Like, don't, don't, I think the issue is like people have started, when I say people, I definitely mean people in a certain group have felt so strongly about these quote unquote new holidays due to them that they have now started taking things like Flag Day very seriously uh like you know like oh you didn't post about the flag on flags you're not american and care about the country but you care about juneteenth and so they take it so seriously now where it's like back in you know like not that memorial day and veterans day weren't important holidays because they are in their own right but people also sell mattresses on that day you know what i mean like people don't care so like it's like if we didn't you know if you want to preserve the sanctity of that holiday feel free to there's nothing wrong with talking about that and making that your your speaking point 
but you don't have to do that by crapping on other things. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make those other holidays less important. It just means that the commercialization that you, that happened there was problematic and nobody called it out. And now you feel strongly about it. Then feel free to call out those corporations as well. Be like, ah, you shouldn't be selling me a mattress when I'm trying to honor my dead parent or dead spouse or whatever the case may be. That's totally okay. Like yell at those people, but that doesn't mean Juneteenth is less important. So I think that's what's happening now. It's like people are trying to like, commercialized because some of other holidays are definitely more commercialized commercialized because you know america that's what we are we we love a good capitalist foundation amongst all of the things that are important to us but that's just not always the best case maybe that should be the move that maybe we shouldn't make everything capitalist and maybe we should just reflect on these different holidays and months and things and stop being so adamant about trying to capitalize everything that happens Mm -hmm. in this country so yeah yeah, and I think, you know, that's that's a great way to look at it. It's like, are you trying to sell it because of capitalism? Or are you trying to sell it because it's something you actually believe in? And I think that, like, you know, when you're going to, like, okay, I'm not going to buy, you know, a Black Girl Magic poster, you know, from, like, a non-Black Latina. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't make sense. I would buy that from you because that makes sense. So when you're going to like create these things, I think that that's something important to think about. Now, obviously, like we have larger businesses like Disney and Target where they do make things on a certain level that like your average small business is not going to be able to make. I don't think that there's an issue with them having like a pride line. I don't think there's an issue with them having um, certain things for Juneteenth that people will be able to purchase if they are using Um, you know, they're hiring like black creatives or queer creatives to aid in that process. Um, Even if the person who owns, not owns, but like runs Disney or runs Target is, is not, uh, you know, of color or a queer person, which I don't know who runs Target, but obviously a white, a white dude has been in charge of Disney for like ever. And they always have like the same name, which is like really weird. Um, They're all named like Bob, which is weird. Uh, But anyways, it's like, I don't necessarily think that there's a problem with those brands having um, a pride line or whatever, because they do show solidarity year round. Um, But again, it's, I think it's important that in the process of creating those pieces, they're actually in touch with the community and they're being created by the community and the community is being paid to create those pieces. Um, Because if not, like then you get the Walmart line, which, you know, I honestly, I would be very surprised if queer people were involved with the Walmart line because it just doesn't seem like it when you look at it. Um, It just looks like it's a a quick little cash grab with no thought and it's just really bad and really ugly. And that comes across. Um, So, you know, in the creation of it, just making sure that you know what it is you're doing. Um, There are certain holidays that I would not, for example, make a candle for because I don't feel like I know enough about that holiday. I'm not in touch enough with that holiday. That is like not my background. Um, So it would feel as if I was making it just to be like, hey, you know, buy this. Instead, I could highlight another candle maker who has a candle for that particular reason and say, hey, so-and-so has a great candle, you know, for this thing. They also, you know, are use organic wicks. They also use soy wax. So go ahead and support them and go buy that if that's something that you're interested in doing. It takes zero dollars to do that. And at the end of the day, like I can still 
you know, like go after my target demographic for the things that again, make sense for me to be creating. Um, you know, if you don't already know, like I have a black girl magic, um, candle and a black lives matter candle. Can you imagine how terrible it'd be if there was like a white girl in the same demographic beat, like selling those and beating me out for that? Like that just doesn't even make any sense. Um, in the same way that like, I don't want to necessarily sell a candle that has something to do with Hanukkah and be outselling a Jewish person who would be selling theirs because I'm not going to have the same process and the same, uh, you know, like feeling and understanding when creating that product that they would, right? So it's just so much easier for me to then point to them and highlight and say, hey, now it's different if let's say that we lived in a world where literally not one Hanukkah candle existed, then maybe in that case, like, okay, let me create one to be inclusive and to let people have that. But obviously that's not the case. Like that's never, at this point in the game, that is never the case. Like Unless you invent something, like there's somebody else who's who's doing it and who can speak to that community. So just really like, again, ask yourself, why am I creating this product? Does Do I need to be the person to create this? Because you don't always need to be the person to create that. Um, again, if it's something that you're really passionate about, you could also think about bringing in somebody from that community to do the creating and, you know, do like a partnership with them or something. Because it might be a situation where let's say that you're like, listen, I've got 5 million followers. Like I make, you know, a million dollars a year or whatever it is. And you have a huge platform selling whatever it is that you're selling and maybe like you want to do a pride shirt to, you know, be able to help that community, but you're straight. Well, maybe you work with a creative who isn't straight and then you guys can collaborate on that and you can give a portion of the proceeds um, back to that community. And I think that's a huge thing too. Like both of our businesses give back all the time year round with every purchase and highlight different um, orgs and different you know, places that we believe in. Um, and I think that that's so important. Like if you're creating something that is again, community specific, holiday specific, whatever, if you're not giving back a portion of those proceeds and it has nothing to do with you, then like, what are you doing? Like, why, like, what, what is the, per like, I just don't understand what is the purpose. Um, it's just wild <laughs> because again, like that's just a cash grab because it's just like, you can't create something that, you know, is supposed to be about other people and, and their community and their fight for equality. And then just be like, well, I'm just going to take all the money and have a nice day. Um, and that's where like, you know, issues like with culture appropriation and things like that come in and why people have an issue with it because you have people like, you know, I don't want to say their name, but that family that we all know, um, and they, you know, appropriate black culture and make bajillions of dollars for it. So it's like, we don't want to see that. That is not what we want you to do. We want you to be successful. We want you to do well with your business. So just make sure that you're going into it, asking yourself, like, do I need to be the one to make this product? Does it make sense for me to do that? Is this something I should make alone or should I bring in somebody from this community and highlight them? And who do I want to give back to? Because if I am doing this, I need to make sure that I'm giving back to that community that I'm selling to, uh, to make sure that I'm fully supporting, you know, the cause of whatever is going on rather than just doing this to just make a buck. I've seen some community or some businesses that are straight owned and they've put out like they're like well-known businesses and they've put out um, pride merch that all of the proceeds have gone to, you know, uh, the Trevor Project. There's actually a local shop in Orlando uh, called Lost Bros and they, they do like Disney merch and their stuff is actually all going to Zebra, 
which is really awesome. Like they put out, like they actually made a shirt that it, it is rainbow, but they didn't make it for pride, but people started like wearing it for pride and stuff at the parks. So they were like, Oh, well we're going to put it like re-release it this year. And all the proceeds will go to zebra coalition. Like that's how you do that. Um, if you, if you feel like you want to do it, like that is a perfect example of like how to do that well. Um, so yeah, and it's, I definitely think it's okay to have conversations with people. Um, just remember that like, if a person is a part of that community, then it can be laborious to have those conversations. So you don't necessarily, if you're wondering like, should I put out a Juneteenth shirt or whatever? You probably shouldn't. Um, but if you're wondering like, you don't need to talk to somebody from the black community to have that conversation, like talk to another person. Doesn't, they don't have to be black. Uh, same thing. Like if you're wondering, should you put out pride merch, like talk to another friend, they do not need to be, um, from the LGBTQIA community, but talk through with them why you want to and what your purpose is in creating and selling that stuff before you actually do it. Sometimes if you just talk about things and say things out loud, you get to the conclusion way sooner that like what you're doing doesn't make sense. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I'm not even going to get into all the nuances. Just, yeah, you know, just do the right thing. (laughs) Please. We are tired. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So if you uh, have business, if you are a creative of color, if you are, you belong to the community and you've been celebrating pride, share your shop with us and we can share your stuff on our IG. Obviously, we want to support and uplift you and probably buy if it's good merch, if something I'm interested in. I'm definitely always interested in learning about different smaller shops. There's actually been a couple more uh, brick and mortar like shops opening here locally in Central Florida that are women owned that are very open to uh, having different types of merch by different types of people. So that's been really cool to get in touch and know them. So that way I can recommend you guys to those people. So please send that stuff to me so that I can try to get you in these stores because the more retailers you get, obviously we talked about wholesaling and why that's important. So yeah, reach out to us and share uh, your merch with us. And hopefully it's not you know, watermelon and fried chicken stickers because we're going to drag you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Reminds me of that Katy Perry video. I don't even remember which one it is, but it's probably bad. It's really bad. I don't it's give her the time of day. Really I'm bad. sure she's a nice person. I haven't seen the whole video. I just literally saw, like, Was it a music a video? It. What is it? It's, it's a music video called, I want it, I don't know if this is the name of the song, but the chorus is, this is how we do. And there's just watermelon and fried chicken everywhere. And she has her hair in cornrows. I, I couldn't finish the video. Like, I couldn't finish it. Like, yeah. I have so much <laughs> Googling to do after this episode. So you guys, I got to go Google. Um, thank you for listening. As always, be sure to check in next week. You're here, obviously, on Thursdays. Leave rating, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's how people find podcasts. Um, we are obviously... I just got onto was the green room on Spotify. So maybe we will host a chat there so we can talk to you guys. In yeah. Person, so if you'd be interested in that, things, slide so in the cool. DMs and let us know. Yeah. Yeah. That would so be great. Let us know all the places so we can kind of connect more and be a little bit more intimate. So you guys can get another dramatic historical reading from me about something else that <laughs> happened in history. I'm very happy to do that. But as always, we thank you, you guys learn for showing today. up. <laughs> uh, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.